0: welcome to faith through the fire i'm your host stephen drawball lauren's not with us today and tracy is with us but Tracy's going to be on the other side of the podcast today. I'm going to be asking Tracy some questions um, related to our topic of mission work. We've uh, done a few different podcasts that have covered a little bit of mission work, hitting on it. Some we touched with uh, Hope and Equip and, and some other areas of mission work, but we wanted to spend time talking specifically about some experiences on mission work and how powerful mission work can be. And I've actually shared or had an experience of being on. Two different mission trips and it's been extremely impactful on my life and then what i saw from that as far as the people that i was serving as well and tracy has been on quite a few over the years and we also have Caleb Cunningham with us here today, that's going to discuss his experience over the course of, you know, when they went back in February. So Tracy, how did how'd you get involved? I know that you've been going to Honduras for quite a few years now, uh, doing some mission work. How did you get involved? And then, uh, you know, just share a little bit of that experience with us.
1: Yes. So in 2010, 2011, I got tied in while I was preaching there at Fairmount Church of Christ with Honduras work. D.L. Chowning, who is related to some folks at uh, Holly Hill Church of Christ, they got him going. It's kind of a ripple effect, right? So a guy named Andy Baker came and talked to Holly Hill Church of Christ at a gospel meeting and told them about the work that was going on in Honduras and a handful of those guys went and then uh, DL got involved from our church and then so he got some of us going there at Fairmount so a handful of us there. Andy Baker, guy who does a world broadcasting uh, heads up the World Broadcasting Network now, Christian World Broadcasting Network. He uh, got a lot of people involved in that. He used mm-hmm. to preach at uh, Barry's Chapel Church of Christ which kind of heads up the whole thing and so it's it's pretty amazing when you go out there and so many people are saying Andy got me going it's, yeah. it's pretty cool that one guy got so many people going but back in 2010 at that time we were going to a place called Mission Lazarus and it was southern part of Honduras closer to Nicaragua Aragua, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and it it was, we was kind of isolated from a lot of communities. We would deliver food bags and things like that to some rural areas, but uh, we were kind of on this ranch, and it was a home for, for kids. They housed about 40 kids there. They had a school there. They had medical facilities. They ran a coffee plantation that, you know, provided them money to to do things. And uh, so we would go there and help them build houses and whatever they needed on the ranch. So after after a few years, Barry's Chapel decided to go on their own away from Mission Lazarus. And they wanted to get more tied into a community and a local church. So a little city called Seguata Peque in, in Honduras. There was a church there called San Miguel Church of Christ. And so they got tied in with them, and they started some work in a, in a little place called Puerto Rios, which is kind of up the hill from Seguadapeque in in the city. And it's a, a very poor neighborhood, if you want to call it a neighborhood. It's a very poor mountain, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. you'd say. And so they started building houses there in Puerto Rios, and a lot, of the, a lot of the people in Puerto Rico would go down to San Miguel Church of Christ in the city. And that was kind of a tough thing to do. So we built them a church there on the mountain yeah. in Puerto Rico. So this church, this Puerto Rios Church of Christ, is uh, really growing. And it's just cool to see because you've got this church on this mountain. And you've got, I guess we've got 20, I don't know, Kayla may know the number. I, we've got 24, 25 homes built okay so you can if you get up to a high spot you can kind of look and see there's a there's a, uh, brother, sister, there. yeah. there's a brother sister in Christ there. There's a brother or sister in Christ there. All these homes spotted all over the mountain. Recently, they just bought a few acres on this mountain so that they could build, I think they can fit 20-something homes there. Mm-hmm. That's been one of the big problems is acquiring land. For, yeah. for you to build a house, somebody needs to own the land. Mm-hmm. and And if they don't, if there's any kind of, you know, we don't want somebody. A lot of times it's a single mom. You know the husband or the husband took off or whatever might be the case and you if you build it and then the husband comes back and reclaims it and mm-hmm. kicks everybody out we don't want that to happen so I'm, I'm glad they they purchased that land that way it's theirs and nobody yeah. can can take it from them but uh so yeah that's that's where we're at it's really cool to see the church the churches it reminds me of north point a lot yeah. it's it's really growing and, it, and it's a tight community and it's just cool it's really cool to see
0: yeah it's i mean mission work in general is a is so powerful yeah, i mean man. it is you know caleb and i've talked about this since he's came back and i'm having to now reflect on about 20 years ago <laughs> when i went and so it's really cool for him to talk about his experience because it's now bringing up memories you know that i'm like oh yeah i remember that and i remember this and How impactful some of that stuff was But you know we Our our number one priority Is to go into all the world And teach the gospel That's the number one priority Now however that is We've got to take care of that That could be our local community That's part of our world Or it's going into foreign countries And and teaching that And doing what we can And and being able to put a church In a location So that the gospel Can continue to spread Uh I mean that's That's extremely powerful Yeah Um, I went on two One was inner city Dallas And that one was a little bit different because you're going into – You're staying in America, right? And so most people have about anything and everything they want in America. And so you're going in, and our primary purpose was teaching the gospel, and that was it. You know, we didn't necessarily—we did hand out food and stuff to help people out, but we didn't do any type of building, anything like that. But then my second one was going to Ensenada, Mexico, which is just south of San Diego. We fly into San Diego, get on a bus, and travel a couple hours down, and you're talking about night and day between San Diego and what you roll into there. It's very, very similar. When you were talking about the mountainside, we stayed at an orphanage um, where they had a school and stuff there and worked with them. But then we also did a health clinic. We built a, a home for a lady that Ran the orphanage that really she was staying at the orphanage that was her her house so we built a house for her and then we went out into the community and gave them food and we'll talk about it here in a few minutes and Caleb talks about the power that it had on worship you know worshiping with them and what power that has but part of this podcast and kind of the reason that we wanted to talk about this was to kind of break down the barriers for people that might have kind of that hang up on do I want to do this? Oh, yeah. Um, You know, because for me, I mean, it was a scary thing. You know, the first time that I went was, was to Dallas. It's like, okay, I'm staying in America, Dallas, I've heard of that. Like, we'll be okay. But then you go to inner city and it's a little bit different, right? And so it did help me for my second trip, but it's still like, I've never been to this location. I've never, you know, and so it is kind of scary because one, you're stepping outside your comfort zone, going to a different country. There's a language barrier there, but then you're also trying to preach God word and teach people yeah. you know about that and so all those things that you said Tracy I mean it brings back all kinds of memories you know yeah. and and it, it pushes me to say all right when are we go on now you know yeah, right. to try to try to get going on that but what what kind of other work I know so you all built houses but what other kind of work have you all done there
1: that that's the main thing we we usually go about the last week of February is usually the annual trip and it's a guy's trip this mm-hmm. trip is a guy's trip and that's that's kind of the, the cool thing about, like, if, if and I know we'll get into it a little bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, not only is it, I think, you know, you're helping a, this community grow spiritually and, and you're spreading the word and the church is growing there, but you come back different. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all these men, you start sharing stories, and I know I don't want to, Caleb will talk more <laughs> into that, but you get, you, it just changes you. There, there is
2: some powerful, powerful stories. Yeah,
1: I, the first time I went, I mean, it, it was just like a kick in the gut kind yeah, of thing. Is. You it know, really you see it and how other people, and you 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 go through a range of emotions of guilt, and you know yeah. how often have I been unthankful for things and take things for granted, and you go, you go through all this, and but but it does. If if it doesn't change, there's there's something wrong. But you were talking about the work that they do there that the houses they usually build four houses a yep. year you know in this week time in this week we split up there's about 40 50 guys and we split up into four groups And do four houses Mm -hmm. now. Houses like we think they're more like you know what we would have a a shed or something. But it's nice to them, and it's got electric and.
2: Well, y'all y'all also uh, built them the church building, and there's a schoolhouse, right? And then I believe there's a, I guess it has a kitchen in it. Uh, I didn't really go in that building, but uh, where the teenagers met outside. Right. A it, pavilion, pavilion out there with a little room. On, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they, they built that, that whole church and in the, in the Sunday school, and I think they use that for medical purposes, too, and dental stuff. Yes. People come in, so it's got a variety of uses. They've got the – they're on the grounds. They it's something cool with – we talked about it in the Hope and Equip hope and equip started that motorcycle repair school yeah. a dirt bike school there for it's that's one of the things that's really grown the church is a lot of these young guys are, are coming out the Wednesday night bible study and then going to the repair school after the bible study that's part of call it
2: the draw the- <laughs> yeah
1: so it's it's just a really neat there's a there's a lot going on out there.
2: Yeah,
0: I wasn't on in on the hope and equip conversation and stuff, but when I went back and listened to it, I, I was like, you know that that speaks volumes because you don't want to just go and teach the word and then let it be. Right. Um, you want to go and teach the word and supply and help. Um, and so, just like with the church plan and stuff, you know, you want that. Church to be there. So it's not just a, okay, we taught someone, they got baptized, right. good luck, we'll see you later type thing that you want that to continue to grow and, and develop. Is, is something cool
1: on your point? You know, I talked about like some a lot of single women and the mm-hmm. issue. That was a big problem, you know, early on. And, and it still is in Honduras. You know, you, you have ladies that feel like I, I'm not going to survive mm-hmm. without a husband or, you know, and they get married or whatever the case is. And then the guy leaves right yeah. so there was a real problem you know uh, a long time ago you'd see most of the church made up of ladies yeah. and not a lot of men and now now you see the men there's big men's groups that yeah. are that are coming and it is awesome to see how many men are getting involved in, in the church and leading so it's, it's really cool
0: too that, hopefully that's to, uh, you know, the word growing, you yeah. know, in them and in the community and stuff Amen. in order for that to do that. So, Amen. yeah, I wanted to talk to Caleb mainly because it, as I've talked with him since he's been back, as I've said, it it brought it's brought up a lot of memories for me, of a lot of really good memories. And when you have someone that is on fire as soon as they come back, I think you'll hear that um, from Caleb here. Um, but first off, uh, let's talk about what what actually inspired you to even
2: go in the first place well I'm um, growing up always wanted to go on a missionary trip but the church that I had gone to they I, we didn't really have any affiliation with any any missionary trips that I know know of but so I, I always wanted to do that was go on one is is what first started it but then when uh tracy joined the work here i believe it was aaron had said something about him going on a yearly missionary trip to honduras and i've always wanted to go and i think the main reason why i wanted to go is because i wanted to be able to help other people and i mean that's the primary thing to help other people but in helping other people it's also helping you spiritually as well um there's a lot of poverty there i wanted to be able to experience other cultures and other I mean they they uh, have a lot of struggles that we don't have here per se because of the the poverty there and like Tracy I Tracy had said I believe there's there is a lot of um, single um, mothers there so there's there's a whole lot of homes of kids without without fathers over there and it, I just I basically wanted to go over there to be able to help other people and um, also to be able to help build my faith and um, put a fire back in my in me
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah. so uh, share your experience a little bit so you you talked about that initial starting point getting going and that that takes a, a little Bit of a leap of faith, right? Uh, to initially just say, "Okay, I'm gonna make this happen," because it's not like it's it's a free trip that just gets there, right? Like we've got to do something in order to actually, you know, put a little bit of effort and stuff into going. But what was your experience there? Share a little bit about like the things that you experienced. Um, I know that's a loaded question because you could probably go on for days with that. But just generally, what what were the experiences that you had there?
2: It was pretty scary in the beginning, leading up to, because I've never been in an out of the United States. So I really did not know what to expect. So I was getting I was getting pretty nervous. I, I was excited, nervous, scared, I mean kind of all of the above, but I was fortunate enough to be able to go on this. There was a lot of people who contributed to helping me be able to uh, have the funds to go over there once I got over there I was kind of like Tracy's shadow <laughs> in the <laughs> beginning I didn't really want to leave his side because I didn't really know anybody <laughs>
0: yeah
2: <laughs> and so I was kind of like a lost puppy dog maybe <laughs> but like in the in the beginning it was that way but that first night we had a devotion and I had everybody coming up to me you know in, introducing themselves talking to me it was completely amazing the the devotion there typically men don't really talk about their feelings they're kind of you know that that's not not a masculine thing to do and so there they're, but i while i was there i heard some really powerful personal stories and uh just the environment there uh mike i believe he's kind of one of the head people and uh he emphasized a lot about how um we need to you know open up and be supportive of each other and so immediately i felt i felt <laughs> like it was it was okay to kind of open up a little bit and um while i was there i did uh share the story that i've shared on this uh, podcast okay yeah and so um, that's when i did do one of the devotions there and i it was just i was scared going up and i was kind of Shadowing Tracy in the beginning, but then, then I, um, I, I was fine. Once, once I met everybody, and everybody, I mean, everybody was great there. It really, really what they really were. And just to, he's not going to brag
1: on himself, <laughs> but I will. His devo, he just knocked it out of the park, uh-huh. And I mean, it was uh, made a huge impact on on everybody there. Go- I, I have got you know people. Obviously, while we were there, we were moved mm-hmm. and in tears, just appreciated it so much. But I had calls afterwards when I got home. Barry's Chapel, one of the one of the guys there called me on a Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, and said, uh, just just getting ready to do a presentation at Barry's Chapel on our Honduras trip. And wanted a, just a quick recap of, of Caleb's story. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking about his Devo and... Uh, it, it was just, uh, he said. It just
2: really moved him, and, and thanked me for bringing Caleb. And uh, so I, I, I really enjoyed doing that that Devo. It was kind of um, one part of it was humorous because I, I had talked about a, a blanket being squishy. and They. They uh, they they thought that was pretty funny, but uh, <laughs> that was embarrassing. I didn't really think 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 of uh, didn't really but, think that went through. That,
1: it's it's just a really cool environment because yeah,
2: you know we we start
1: out the day with a devo, mm-hmm. right? And and singing, and we eat breakfast together, and then we finish the day with a devo mm-hmm. and singing, and we eat together. And it just uh, like he said, the devos are all pretty personal stuff and we get into god's word but but people talk about their life and all the struggles you know kind of like this podcast the faith through the fire you get a lot of faith through the fires there um so it's just a man you just make some friendships and some bonds, and can't wait to get back. But Caleb, you know, he he did great right away. He talked yeah. about being my shadow, but I didn't. I didn't <laughs> get that. I thought he was well, that, he that was, was all over
2: the place right yeah. away. It seemed like. Well, I mean, in in the beginning, I I think <clears throat> the, the people there just immediately made me feel comfortable. Yeah. And so I think that really helped. And we were on. No, we were we were in the same work group. I was going to say we Pretty were. We yep. were. Now I remember we were in the same work group. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, so you, you help build houses, mm-hmm. right, a in, or a house, I guess just yeah, one, one in house, house. Yeah, house for us. Yeah. That'd be a lot if it was houses all in one week. Um, And you did Devo's. I know for me, the one thing that probably stuck with me more than, well, probably not more than anything, because there was quite a bit of things that that are still in my mind um, all the time about, you know, being a better person based off of some experiences and stuff there. And i tell you, one of the coolest things for me was worship. Can you talk a little bit about like, you know, on Sunday morning you show up, there's a language barrier, no doubt. Uh, I'm sure because I experienced that. What was worship like for you?
2: So worship was really, really special um when i when i first got there of course there's a lot of people there who don't speak english but they're very very friendly they're all hugging me shaking my hands my my hand and they uh just very very friendly people and during worship service i was having uh, it was all in spanish and so I I don't know Spanish, and it was hard for me to feel connected. And mm-hmm. so, but one thing that they did was they led the song "I Will Call Upon the Lord," and they led it in Spanish, and we echoed in English. And I almost started bawling mm-hmm. my eyes out because it it was amazing. Because I'm I'm feeling like you know I I'm feeling like it's hard to be connected, but then whenever we we sung that, I just thought about we're all one in Christ. Mm-hmm. We're from two different parts of the world, mm-hmm. you know, where, where we speak two different languages. But the unity, the, I, it was really, Amen, really, yeah. really powerful. Amen. Yeah. This one hit me more
1: than normally. You know, I've been doing it for a while. And a lot of times, like Caleb said, I get in there and, you know, the sermon's in Spanish. Yeah. And I'm kind of reading my Bible. <laughs> while, you know, I'm picking a scripture yeah. and going, I'll just read this. <laughs> but they, they showed that Lord's Supper, they yes. showed clips from the Passion. Mm-hmm. And wow, that, I mean, and and they sang a song, too, during the mm-hmm. Lord's Supper. We were singing and watching some scenes from The Passion, and I lost it. I mean, it was powerful. I don't know what it was. After that, it was just the rest of the day, I was just kind of really moved by the whole. And like, like Caleb said, you, you go in there, and, and it reminds me, like I said, it reminds me a lot of North Point. I mean, there, there's, it reminds me here, right? I mean, you get there early and people are hugging and and talking and laughing and they're trying to talk to you the best Mm -hmm. they can, you know, and, and you get to see and Caleb will experience this, the longer he goes, you get to see people from past years Mm -hmm. that you've built homes for and they, you know, they're excited to see you again and their kids are getting bigger and it's just a really cool, it's just a really cool environment and they're growing. I mean, they're, they're. They do a lot of, like I said, it reminds me of North Point. I mean, they connect with their kids a lot. Mm -hmm. I think on Wednesday nights, they'll give free food to kids, and you'll see a load of kids coming in. Yeah, Just a lot of cool things that they do there. And so the environment is, is, you can feel the energy.
2: Yes. It's really neat.
0: It's yeah. really neat. I, you were talking about the song that, you know, when you started sharing that with me, It I had the same exact experience. We were, you know, you show up and, and everybody's speaking Spanish. We had a couple people that actually were Spanish majors because it was with our college group. And so I try to hang around them so I would actually know what was going on. And, you know, and they would they would help out with that process. But a few of our leaders helped out in serving communion, like everything was very similar like i knew what was going on but everything was in spanish instead but the cool part and what you were talking about with the song is i knew when we started singing how great the art like i knew it a hundred percent and I, i'm I'm there in my mind singing that, and I don't yeah. want to be a distraction, so I'm not, you know, blurting out in English, and so they're all looking at me, but I'm singing that to myself because, you know, oh, Lord, my God. Yeah. And, and it's I'm awesome. like, yep, I know exactly what's going on. And then being able to share communion, you know, I That's think cool. we didn't have, you know, the passion and all that stuff, right. but when you're sitting there and you start realizing God's word is worldwide. Like it, it really is. Awesome. And us trying to get it even further mm-hmm. is extremely important because I'm sitting here with people that I've never met in my life, that as long as we continue to do what we do, I'm gonna be with them again. Yeah, this might be this week it's might so be cool. it. Yeah, but not for eternity. Yeah, you know? it's
1: just you think. I think about that almost every Sunday here. Mm-hmm. Like when we do Lord's Supper or something. I, almost every Sunday, Honduras will run through my mind like mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing I am. You yeah, know? And, and
2: it's just I, it's, it's cool. Like it's you a, said,
1: we'll will all be together again. That's yeah. a powerful thought.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's an amazing thought to think. I, just that we're, I mean, we're one, one in Christ. We're—we're mm-hmm. we're, we're, there. The Bible says there's neither male nor female, That's right. G- Jew, Gentile. We're all one in Christ. All one. And I, I mean, it, Tracy kept on saying to me, and now I know what he meant, but he kept on saying, <laughs> I can't put it in words. You just have to experience it, yep. which the, yep. that is so
1: it's true. very true. You very know, you true. can do, you know, and. Hopefully we'll we'll do a presentation or something here. You know, get people involved. Hopefully people listen to this yeah. and, and get interested. And we'll have a crew going here. But uh, it is it's hard even when you got pictures and you know that yeah. Steve, and yeah. you've been on them. It, you can show pictures, but it's just not the same mm-hmm. when, you, when you get in there. It's like and you just run into situations. Years ago when we were going to Mission Lazarus, we was going on a on a food run. One of the most powerful things I've ever came across early on, we did a food run and we gave food. I was with Andy that day. We gave food to a family and the, and the father of the family was a welder, so he did okay. He used to do okay. He had an accident. So something fell on him while he was welding. Some kind of metal frame or something, mm-hmm. and it cracked his skull. Ooh. So wow. in Honduras, you know, there's no workman's comp. There's yeah. no... Mm-hmm. Insurance, there's no get you to the doctor, get you back to going, nothing. You're done. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the family's done. I mean, he couldn't move. He could understand things and and speak to you a little bit, but he couldn't move his arms the way he used to and his legs. And I was just, I was just devastated. Mm -hmm. Like the whole night, I was just tore up Mm -hmm. and I kept thinking about it. Well, later that week, that same guy, I see him on a picture or maybe a video. One of the guys that uh, goes to Barry's Chapel baptized this guy. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I thought, I mean, I I just, what a lesson. I mean, this guy comes out of the water grinning ear to ear. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I mean, it just moved me. I I thought, I was thinking temporary, you know. Yeah. And this guy's thinking eternal, Mm -hmm. whether he's, You know whether he can work again or ever gets another bite of food. Mm -hmm. God didn't care; he was going to heaven. Yeah. And I was like, I was just blown away. I mean, stuff like that—that happens a lot out there. You 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 get into these situations, and you just get it just changes your thinking on on a lot of things. You know, I talk about that a lot: the eternal and the temporary. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that really can shift your thinking. I think.
0: It can. I I think you're, you know, when you started, I guess when you all started coming to North Point and you started talking about that, it hit home with me because I went through that experience where I was much more temporary based thinking um, and then going on the mission trip and experiencing what I experienced. Like, you know, Caleb, you talked about this, how our primary purpose is to go there to help people, but it's going to change you. To change. It, I mean, it will. If you if it doesn't, then there's a lot more work that needs to happen with you because I can remember going down there, um, you know, to Ensenada specifically and being around kids that had nothing going around the day that we went around and delivered food because, you, you kind of pick different days. Like one day, I helped out at the health clinic, which was, you know, we get so much in in life here, um, where we can we can go to the doctor at any point that we want. We can, you know, we get a a, a little boo boo, we can go get it cleaned <laughs> up. Like there's a lot more going on there than there is here but we had an optometrist with us that we took glasses we just took as many glasses as we could possibly gather up took them down there he would he would uh, do what he needed to and he would say hey give me this style glasses we put it on it and for them to be able to see for the first time in their life i mean it changes you to be able to see that but the day that i went around and did home visits and we we always had the the people that did the home visits always had someone that was an interpreter so that you could talk back and forth with them but you delivered food and stuff as well and i can remember um it was the second house that we walked into dirt floor she was cleaning up and stuff and you know we knocked on the door to come in and bring her food and stuff and she was so appreciative for us coming in and she wanted to show us her entire house, and as you said, like it's not houses like we think about here. Yeah. It's 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 sheds. It's <coughs> yeah. it's a little yeah. bit of covering. One or on two here, rooms, and, you know. Yeah. And and she wanted to show the whole house to us. Like you know, look at what you know my husband has been able to supply for us and do. And it's like it was just amazing yeah. to be able to experience that.
2: There was one of the people that we went with. He talked about there was a local person who invited them over, and like she just was giving them all this stuff. He's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Okay. You know, I'm good. But she's just giving and She she doesn't have much to give. Yeah. But I mean, the the spirit and the uh, it's just you have to experience. I know that's cliche and it's easy to say, but it, you have to be able to experience it to fully um, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, it's as you said, and hopefully this this podcast will encourage people to be able to do that because unless you experience it, you just It's Mm -hmm. hard to put into words. I know, I think, Tracy, before you all started attending, we were doing a summer series, preaching summer series, where different guys did things, did uh, sermons. And and I had one, and you just picked a little set of scriptures. And mine was on bigger barns, you know, Um, the idea of, you know, I have all this stuff, but let me build bigger barns so that I can supply more and put more in there. And it got me thinking about, you know, going on the mission trip and being like, it's it's temporary (laughs) you know it's it's not eternal thinking and so i put up pictures of the trip that you know that i had and you know people came to me afterwards and talked about the pictures and stuff but in the same sense it's like but unless you experience it it, it's still even though you can see these and you can see the sheds that these people live in and uh you know the way that they live Mm -hmm. unless you step foot there that's right it's still it's still difficult to explain mm-hmm.
2: yes and so i know i had talked about worship service and how that was powerful and that was probably my favorite day but then the second time sec, second thing that i mean i love the whole thing but one one thing i really enjoyed was um when we the presentation day when we we pre- present that the uh, house to the family it was a, a single mom with her son and we uh, of course, there was a translator there, and we were, you know, he would we would talk, and then he would translate. And one thing that was really, really powerful is when we prayed together, translating back and forth. But also, we would sing this song, and it says, uh, "I love you with the love of the Lord." I sing in you the glory of the King, and I love you with the love of the Lord. And we we would sing it in English, and then we would sing it in Spanish, and it, it's just filling that connection. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. You can't put it in words. You have to you have to experience it to be able to fully understand it. Yeah, that's probably
1: my favorite day, Thursday, when we present the house. We get to go to everybody's house and see the families, and you just families are in tears, and, and yeah, we're
2: singing and
1: praying, and man, it's just really powerful.
2: There, there is, um, there is one, man, I, I'm heart trying to remember what his name was but it might have been it might have been mike but he throughout the week he, he just he seems like a quiet person who just kind of keeps to himself and he might be like a little little gruff todd todd that's it todd <laughs> todd that day that we presented the house um, todd lawson there is this little boy that was crying and you just see the, the Tears streaming down both of their faces. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just, that was, it's a very, very powerful experience. And it does change you. I I definitely want to go back every year. That got me.
1: So Todd, I've been going, Todd's been going since I, you know, before me, probably he's member of Barry's Chap like he said very quiet I don't know if I've ever seen him cry and that one got him and uh, <laughs> I, I love the picture there's a picture out there somewhere with him and the boy on his lap like he's kneeling down and the boy's on his knee and he's got his head down and he's just lost it you yeah. know yeah and uh, actually yeah Todd was the one doing the presentation mm-hmm. thanking, thanking me for bringing Caleb <laughs>
2: you know he, well, he was uh, really moved by the whole week you, so. you get to meet a lot lot of people and he's an example of somebody that i met and uh chris is another person he's 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 hysterical i can't wait to to next year to see him again and um i there's there's i'm going to forget somebody but there there's there is a lot of people you meet and you develop friendships and i've had a few people at the church there in honduras send me friend requests on facebook and so we have that connection now and um just a very big blessing. Yeah. Amen.
0: So how how is this now, you know, now hindsight, everything, you know, you went there and, and you've had a really impactful part of your life. How has it changed your worldview now that you've went there, you've experienced it? You, you keep talking about you're going to go back. How has it changed you? How how is your worldview changed? look different
2: now? I think that it's given me a deeper understanding and appreciation for the blessings that we have here. It's helped me be able to uh, be more empathetic. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of struggles and you see a lot of um, poverty and put a fire in me to be able to want to help other people. It's it just softened me. It just, I can't talk enough about how it helped me understand. It seems a simple thing to think about it just we read that scripture in the bible about uh, neither male nor female mm-hmm. you, you just read it and just move on mm-hmm. but this has helped me to to grasp and to understand it more it's it's really really powerful
0: yeah so with all this, our, our hope is that it will at least maybe put on some people's hearts to consider going on a mission trip. And if you don't know how to get involved, reach out at North Point and kind of you know get you hooked up with you know whoever in order to be able to get you going on a mission trip to get that experience. But uh, this question is for both of you guys. What is Maybe not a question, but more of a, just a statement. What are some words of encouragement or some advice that you might give someone that might be kind of wavering back and forth, or this is the first time that they're really even thinking about, uh, mission work, um, you know what would you say to them?
2: Cool first. Uh, sure. Um, well, I would. I would just say that it is a huge blessing. You'll get a lot out of it. It's completely, totally worth, worth it. I would like I talked out in the beginning. I was pretty nervous and kind of scared because I didn't really know what to expect. But my my words of encouragement would be to try it because the the environment the people there are very very good people and they make you feel um right at home i felt like whenever i got there that i had known known those people in a sense Mm -hmm. just because the way they embraced me welcomed me and good opportunity to uh, make new friends but also, um, I mean, even it. Obviously, we're building houses. There's people there who know. I mean, they're they're electricians. Their uh, DL has a ton of experience in construction. But then there's people like me, <laughs> who who yeah, uh, me. very 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 little. <laughs> Very little experience, so it, it's, I mean, D, DL and, um, and our group, he had talked, told us that, you know, it, no student, there's no dumb question. I mean, anybody can do anything. Uh, it's, if that's a worry, well, I, I don't really know how to do something. I, I, there is plenty of work to do. Plenty. So just, I guess, to follow up, same question. I, I, think,
1: I think anybody who wants to get closer to Jesus needs to go. Yeah, amen on um, that. You know, and, and we talk about it. If you want to see Jesus, go. Mm-hmm. You'll see Jesus. You'll see Jesus in in the families that you're helping. You'll see Jesus in brothers that you meet down there and and what they're doing. You'll see Jesus in in the worship. You'll see you'll see Jesus move you. Mm-hmm. You know, it changes your life. It just simply changes your life. And if you do it once, like Caleb can attest, you will want to do it. We'll be dying to get back and do it again. It's it's just something that will light a fire in you. Um, you'll learn so much. You'll gain brothers and sisters that you didn't have before. And like Caleb said, you know, when Scripture talks about us being one, this brings it to life. You know, Scripture's yes. brought to life. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. I mean, anybody who's questioning whether they want to come or, I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's. It's an amazing experience. It is my first time. I am hooked. I was telling Tracy the whole time I was there, I am hooked. I'm coming back. (laughs) Yeah, uh, a lot of times, because when I first went, I
1: thought, I'm going to be doing some work for some people. I'm mm-hmm. going to be helping some people out. But you quickly find out that you're the one getting the help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, you're getting more blessings than, mm-hmm. than they're getting from, you know. Like Caleb said, I'm I'm uh, one of them guys that just uh, pack wood and, and throw some stuff around. But the blessings you get in, in return are just, yeah. you can't even... You can't put a price on them.
0: That's what I, I mean for me. You know, I can I can look at specific specific people in my life and think about with them being there, it has allowed me to be a stronger Christian today because of them. I can look at my grandmother. I can look at my parents. I can look at Robbie Lane. You know, people that impacted me when I was younger to where I am now. But that event of a week long experience with strangers, but that are brothers and sisters in Christ changed me for the rest of my life. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that that is what has caused me to continually search the Scriptures, continually look to teaching other people about God's Word. And it, you know, when when you look at the Scripture of, I'm not ashamed of the, you know, of the Gospel of Christ, the power unto salvation, I didn't really realize that Scripture until I went on a mission trip to really truly understand what that meant for me to know that you know if i if i teach somebody like there's a possibility that they're going to be they're going to be saved um no matter what background what experiences they come from you so. you
1: you mentioned just real quick you said robbie lane so in and what in mission lazarus in 2010 robbie lane was going as well same yeah. place to honduras and uh one of the devos that I have never forgotten was from from Rob yeah, Lane. He he talked uh, probably that first year I went. Might have been the first devo I heard down there at Mission Lazarus. He he gave one on being saturated with Jesus, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget it. <laughs> and uh, I talk, I still talk about it in some of the devos now, until tell the folks mm-hmm. that come in. And he. It was so right because he said, you know, you come in and you're you start your morning with Jesus and and you're doing work for Jesus and you're you know giving the love of Jesus all day long and you mm-hmm. come back and you take in His words and you're praying and you're and and you get saturated with mm-hmm. it. And He said that's the feeling you're on fire because mm-hmm. and you know. Sadly, when we get back home, a lot of times we don't saturate ourselves with Jesus. Mm-hmm. We don't make the time to start out with Him in the morning yep. and give Him praise and sing and pray and read. We might do a little quick check the box off, yeah. and then when we get back home after a work, you know, we don't look at our work week. As I'm going out to serve Jesus, I'm going out to serve others and love people like Jesus. But you're focused on it that whole week, yeah. and that's what he, you know, he drove that point home. So when you said that, yeah. I had to, I had to yeah. throw that in there. Yeah, you get saturated Jesus, and and the challenge is, I think, bringing it back, bringing yes. it back with uh-huh. us and living that out yeah. every day, being saturated with Jesus. So. Yeah. I'm glad you brought his name up. That
0: and, and might be a future podcast that saturated with Jesus <laughs> and, and Rob. And
1: how if you're we can listening. do that, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: awesome. That's awesome.
0: Well, I want to thank you all, Caleb. Thank you very much. Um, I hope. Uh, through your experience and your, your fire that you're displaying that people will become encouraged uh, to do it. Tracy, thank you for all your experience, um, for your willingness to share it and and do what you do um, you. you know, in Honduras and at North Point and everything that you do. Um, if you're out there and you are questioning it at all, reach out. We'll try to help you, um, try to get you on that path to hopefully make an impact on your life.
1: Amen. If you're out there and you're going through a fire, our prayer for you is that you have the attitude of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who said our God can deliver us from this fiery furnace. But even if he doesn't, we will still serve him and him only. Thank you for listening to Faith Through
0: the Fire.